0: Presented by Locked On, it's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network. And we are your hosts here on this Tuesday, Takes on Takes edition of the show. We may be in glorious Mobile, Alabama, but we are not going to let the best show we do every week slip us by. We'll be talking Senior Bowl the rest of the week, but it is Takes on Takes. We've got Kyle Krabs and a special guest. We we ran into this guy in the hotel lobby and we heard he knows a thing or two about wide receivers, and there's a couple of wide receivers takes that have been sent in. Mr. Brad Kelly from the Draft Network, uh, his second time with us, when, when Kyle was, I don't know, we had the day off or something, I hijacked Brad and brought him in, so this is his second appearance, but his first time that we're all gathered around the mic in a hotel room in Mobile, Alabama, and Kyle's looking at me wondering when the heck I'm going to le- welcome him to the show, and so let's do that now. Kyle, welcome.
1: Yeah, I feel like we're all, all huddled around a cozy campfire in uh, in Fortnite. Joe, uh, you had your first tastes of Fortnite this past week in Shrine, got to view some of the game, and uh, looking forward to getting you on the sticks. But oh, today's nice. all about huddled around the microphone, just like you said, and uh, the people show with the people's champions Joe Marino, Kyle Krabs, and Brad Kelly, of course, of the Draft Network. Brad, you startled us when we came in the door. You were waiting for us, and you caught us off guard. But uh, we're glad we could rope you in on the show. Thanks for coming on with us, man. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All
0: right. So, you know the drill. Takes on takes. No, what's the drill? The the drill is people. Assume I'm a first-time listener. Well, every Tuesday, sometimes Monday, we have takes on takes where the people hit us up on Twitter with hashtag takes on takes. You can tweet them at the Joe Marino or at GrindingTheTape or both, but the key thing is hitting us with that hashtag, Takes on takes, and we respond with our takes to your takes, and we don't hold anything back. If you send in trash, you're going to hear about it. If you send in something good, we'll praise you, but we're going to respond to what was sent in
1: over the course of the last week, and so, Kyle, who's up first? Uh, I want to give Brad Kelly a take, and it's fitting because it comes from Brad W. Now, we're a little lean on the takes this week. So, Joe, I want you to also chip in here when Brad is finished wrapping up his points. But it's the take from Brad W. that A.J. Brown, Old Miss wide receiver, will be the fourth pass catcher selected out of Old Miss. Hashtag takes on takes. So, Brad, go ahead and break it down for us.
2: It's spicy, but I do not think it's correct. Uh, we're going to look at their three receivers in the tight end, Dawson Knox, the three receivers being Metcalf. A.J. Brown and DeMarcus Lodge. I don't think the NFL likes DeMarcus Lodge, and that's evidenced by the fact that he's not with us in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. Uh, a lot of the Senior Bowl's roster building is based on how the NFL teams view the pl- view the players, view the prospects, their early impressions on them, and the early impressions from the league on Lodge are probably lower than mine, Kyle, Joe, everybody else's. So I think that Brown probably is the second receiver, or a pass catcher from home Miss taken after D.K. Metcalf and Dawson Knox and DeMarcus Lodge will come after him.
0: I don't disagree with him. I think maybe that gap between Brown and Knox might be a little tighter than some people think. But, yeah, I think that he's going to be the second pass catcher drafted. Unfortunately, there is a disconnect between the way we see DeMarcus Lodge and what the NFL sees from him. And I think that when we talk about that fourth spot, it'll be Lodge. And, and there's a good chance that he – out produces where he gets drafted because there's a lot to like about his skill set. But every time we talk to NFL people about Lodge, they're not quite seeing what we are.
1: All right. So the follow up take comes from at grinding the tape. Factor fiction. AJ Brown is a top 40 pick in the 2019 NFL draft. Brad,
2: I think he's definitely a top 40 pick. Woo! Oh man, a team is going to fall in love with Woo! Uh, his production. He's put good film out there, even if it's a little bit. Limited in some areas. There's enough positive traits that the league's going to like. Um, I think he's the early second round, somewhere in that 33 to 40. Joe. I don't think so.
0: I think that he's going to test. I love it. I I think (laughs) he's going to test a bit slower than people are going to want for that top 40 range. And then the fact that he's truly kind of been a big slot for them. And when we saw him play on, on the outside, he really kind of struggled to clear himself and press coverage. And so I think there's a little bit of work there. I think it's a really deep wide receiver class. And I think that's going to push some guys down. I think one of those victims is going to be A.J. Brown. Kyle, what do you think about this, sir? Hold on, my, my producer's working on a piece of information. Oh, a very important piece of information, which is my cue to talk. No, 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 oh. no, no, no. I got it. I got it. All I got it.
2: I got it. I got it.
1: Okay, so Jarvis Landry went 63rd overall. Yeah. And he has 30 pet or like 30 less pounds on A.J. Brown. And Jarvis Landry ran like a 475. Yeah, 472. So A.J. Brown's got a little bit of wiggle room here. I'm going to tend to lean more towards Brad and think this is a top 40 pick. Wow. And that's not my evaluation. I, I, li- I like A.J. Big slot. The way the league's trending right now, you can get away with more power guys in space and let them use that mismatch if they're drawing safeties or nickel corners in assignments. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to buy the top 40 vibe here.
0: All right. All right. So let's wrap the ribbon here on, uh, on A.J. Brown and move on to our next take. I'm gonna dish this one out. It comes from Jared at Jared Baseball Nine. Yo, you got to change that to Jared. Yeah, football, Jared right? Football. Bro, come on, come on now. Kyler Murray told you what's up. Football over baseball all day long. Uh, he says passing may be king these days, but the run game can still win games in a big way. Three exclamation points. Long live the run. Takes on takes Patriots last week and this week. Rams last week. Kyle, what do we think here?
1: I support balanced offenses, but if you're going to force the run just for the sake of establishing the run, you can get the hell out. Okay? Listen, I'm watching teams run draw plays on third and 17. Nah. Second and 20, nah. You've got to be able to pass the football. I saw the most depressing stat I've ever seen in my entire life, and it was Tom Brady in the last possession of the AC Championship yes. game against the Chiefs was three for three for three first downs on third and 10 plus. Ryan Tannehill had 35 pass attempts of third and 10 plus in 2018 and converted three of them. You gotta be able to pass the ball in obvious passing situations, situational football. There's a reason why guys, I'm, I'm reading on Twitter and people are reviewing quarterback tape of college prospects, there's a reason why they look at every throw that you have of third and six plus. That's the situational game situation that they want to scout you as a passer because that's what the league is these days. Is it good to get guys on their heels? Is it good to stay ahead of the sticks? Absolutely. But that doesn't make running king. That just means it's supplemental to what you need to do as an offense, in my opinion.
0: All right, Brad, your college coach or receivers coach,
2: what do we think here? I'm team throw the ball every play. Let's air it out. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Air raid. I'm, I'm I'm for it. I I am a I'm a pass catching coach, like you said, receivers and tight ends, and I want to I want to throw the ball around the yard. Uh, I understand the need to run the football, um, while the statistics. Don't consistently back up running the ball sets up the play action. There are there are moments in games where you see a really good play action work because the linebackers stepped up. Uh, the Patriots playoff win against the Chargers, Julian Edelman converted three third downs all off of play action. So I understand that the, when you can set the run up and that it helps that, but I want I want to throw the ball. I want to get the ball in the air.
0: No, no, Brad, you're a Patriots guy. And I saw this football team this year lean on that run game and I you look at those two first round picks Isaiah Wynn obviously he couldn't be part of this season cuz of the injury but Sony Michel that team was a different team when Michel was in there to give them some balance and get downhill and there were times where the Patriots were able to impose their will because of their run scheme so you know Adante Scarnate does such a great job with that group but then you know they can move the ball like that against you know on the ground and I feel like it's demoralizing when you can't stop it and so to Jared's point he didn't say running the football as king he said the run game can still win games in a big way and I think that's absolutely true I think if you have that layer to your football team then it's important now is it more important to have a dynamic passing game yes 100% but if you can run the football and impose your will on another team I
1: think you can still win games throw the ball every play no, bad tip. <laughs> every play alright what do we got okay I gotta take Joe it's coming your way uh, hot take, Cody Ford will be drafted higher than his former teammate, Kyler Murray, from Manuel Villanueva. Hashtag takes on takes.
0: No, no, this isn't happening. Kyler Murray's going before Cody Ford. You're and this, nuts. Here, I got, you're right here giving me looks, brother. Here's the thing. Kyler Murray didn't declare for the NFL draft to not go in the top ten. I think Cody Ford can go in the top 10, but I know Kyler Murray's going in the top 10. The way the NFL is going, the way that teams are desperate to compete, the teams picking in the top 10 have a lot of ground to cover. They're looking at Jared Goff and the the Rams. They're looking at Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. How are they going to catch up to those teams? you got to take a chance. you got to take a chance on a dynamic guy that teams don't know how to stop. The way the league is trending, the conversation we just had tells me everything we need to know. Kyler Murray is going to be a top-ten pick ahead of Cody Ford.
2: Brad, go ahead. I'll save my thoughts. I think it's going to be Cody Ford. Uh, I think that he's the best tackle in the class. Um, Best right tackle in the class, him and Williams. Probably one and two. And I think that I think there's not many teams that need a quarterback. I look in the top 10, and, and teams are going to have to trade up if they're going to take it. They're going to do it. I don't know if they do because I think they're going to see a lot of teams who don't have need that quarterback ahead of them and want to sit back and try to get a little bit more value. And if they end up missing on Murray, I think that there's other, other prospects later on. And they're going to see some this week as well. But I think it's going to be Ford. Listen,
1: the NFL. Narrative is already trying to bury Jonah Williams and leave him for dead. He's a guard. They say ah, oh, 33-inch arms. Cody Ford's not going to have these problems, and he is a massive people mover. I would hardly be stunned to see Cody Ford leap Jonah Williams as the, t- the first offensive tackle off the board. And at the same time, we've seen the NFL still get gun shy, and I understand. Kyler Murray's got a great arm. But he's a dual threat passer. He's going to have size concerns. We just saw a dual threat passer with size concerns in Lamar Jackson last until pick 32 in the first round this past year. And there were just as many teams that had stinky quarterbacks almost cussed on draft dudes. I won't do that today. It's taste on taste day. Terrible quarterback play, and they still passed on. I don't think Kyler Murray's going to be that different. I think he's going round one. But I don't think he's going top ten, and he's certainly not going in front of the first offensive tackle, which I would hardly be surprised to be Cody Ford. Not about Cody Ford, guys. This is about taking a
0: chance on a quarterback. Just explained it. Well, it's good. It's good to be alone over here. Back to back takes. So let's move on. I like Brad on the show. Yeah, this I, is nice. I don't know. This, this might is be sweet. We'll, we'll keep Brad and I. will do draft dudes together. But Kyle, those will be when you're on vacation. All right. Uh, here we go. Let's let's get let's keep the spice coming
1: here. Yeah, to give give no, this, Brad Marks. Yeah, Mark. This yeah, yeah. is Mark's hey,
0: Smith. What is going on here? At Mark Whalen NBA? Folks, what, what are we doing? Please, what are we doing with these Twitter handles? All right, Julio Jones. You ready for this? Yep.
2: Is the best receiver of this decade. Wrong. <laughs> Randy Moss played in this decade. Terrell Owens played in this decade. Uh, But even past that, I think Antonio Brown has been a superior player to Julio Jones for the entirety of their careers. Uh, I think right now DeAndre Hopkins is better than Julio Jones. As good as Julio is, while maybe consistently in the top three receivers the past five, six years, has he ever been the best receiver in the league? I don't think so. Brown's been better. Hopkins is better now. You can't be the best receiver of a decade when you're not the best receiver in the league at any point in time. Ooh. Brad, who's the
1: you think Hopkins is wide receiver one right now in the NFL? Yes, Joe. Oh yeah, especially when you consider what he's been able to
0: do with a musical Great. chair situation at quarterback. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, and I agree. It's AB. It's AB. No disrespect to Julio. He's in the top three or four of this discussion.
1: Love to have him, but it's AB or, ha- or Nuke. And uh, Nuke for me is my best wide receiver in the NFL right now as well. So I think we're all in harmony around the microphone. Let's keep this line moving, Joe. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, ironically enough, another wide receiver take. So it's going to Brad first. Uh, Jim, at Blitzkrieg 44. At least it's not a basketball handle or a baseball handle. Have you watched LJ Humphrey from Texas yet? Big slot, fit, size, speed, and style. Great contact, balance, clutch. There is no hashtag takes on takes on this one. Yeah. Or maybe my producer Joe Marino didn't copy well, and paste is, it. This
0: is a DM. This oh, is a it's a DM. Oh, it's a DM.
2: Those are even more special. I'm glad we slipped slipped this one in here. Go ahead, Brad. Little Jordan Humphrey's interesting. Uh, Like you said, big slot. I think he's like 6'4", plays primarily in the slot. A lot of over-the-middle stuff, a lot of outside stuff like bubble screens. Route tree not very diverse, and I honestly don't think he's that fast. Uh, I think body type-wise, athleticism-wise, he's more of an outside receiver, and I've never seen him play there, almost a little bit like discount A.J. Brown. Uh, I think he's... Probably closer to a day three pick. Uh, maybe a decent role player, but I don't think his ceiling is very high. I don't disagree with any of that. Yeah, I need to see more of a, a little Jordan
0: Humphrey. First round name. First well, round name, no doubt. So uh, there's that. Hook him. Okay, right. A um, couple more? You want to get to these? Yeah, let's get them in. All right. Uh, here we go. From Andrew Limburg. No, oh, give it to me. At Limburg Andrew. All right. People are overrating Nick Foles. He has a great O-line, good wide receivers, great tight end, good defense, and great coaching around him. If he goes to another team, he will be average or below average. Hashtag takes
1: on takes. Listen, Nicky Six, old St. Nick, uh, there's something special in the air in Philadelphia with Nick Foles. Uh, He did 27 touchdowns and two interceptions his first years, uh, either first or second years as a starter in Philadelphia. I believe that was the Chip Kelly era that he put up those numbers and then kind of bounced around the league a little bit, kind of lost his passion for football, comes back to Philadelphia, comes in a no-pressure situation. Uh, Not no pressure, but low-pressure situation is the backup. No expectations. They go on a run. They win the Super Bowl. They beat Brad's Patriots, which was awesome. Don't feel sorry for you. Sorry. (laughs) And uh, lo and behold, Carson Wentz comes back from the injury, and he's pressing. All year, missed the first couple starts. You could tell Carson was pressing all year long. Nick comes in. Again, no pressure situation. The team's left for dead. They get on a little run. They make the playoffs at 9-7. and seven. They win a playoff game. Um, listen, man, Nick could be an average starting quarterback somewhere, but if you're going to get rid of Carson Wentz in favor of Nick Foles, I got great beachfront property in Wyoming to sell you, Okay. There's no way, no way you look at these two guys and you're going to hit your wagon to Nick Foles. So I do agree that if he goes somewhere else, he will be average at best.
0: Brad, as a, a fan of a team that has oh, fallen I'm here for this. to Nick Foles. Woo! With some massive
1: implications. What do you think about it? He's getting guy? pissed yeah. at us, by the way. I don't know if you can see that, but he's... I don't he's, think
0: so. He's, Wait, he's got five rings, here. brother. He's just fine over there on that... Uh, what is he sitting on? Is that an ottoman? About to be six. Yeah. Sorry okay.
2: Enough. No. <laughs> Tell us about Nick Foles. Nick Foles is... Let's see. Five and one last year as a starting quarterback of the Eagles. Five and two as a starting quarterback of the Eagles this year. That's 10-3 as a starting quarterback of the Eagles the last two years. Last year, this year, Carson Wentz was 5-6. and 6. So you want to talk about his surroundings and not producing or not producing up to the potential of his surroundings. Foles is getting the most out of that team. I don't think, like Kyle said, that he should be the starting quarterback in Philadelphia. Obviously, you got to roll with Wentz, the potential, the long-term implications. But I don't think Foles, Foles can be a good starting quarterback in the NFL. And there
1: you have folks. Another episode of Takes on Takes, the people's podcast in the books. We'd like to thank you guys for joining us. Brad, please be a dear and remind everyone where they can find your written materials, your scouting reports, your social media takes, and all that good stuff. All of that can be found on thedraftnetwork.com.
2: Wow. wow
0: good place, good place. And, right
2: and, and your social media handle. At bradkelly17, K-E-L-L-Y-1-7. 17, K-E-L-L-Y 17. I'm going to make it real easy for you folks.
1: Joe is at the Joe Marino. You can also find his stuff at thedraftnetwork.com. I'm Kyle Krabs at Grinding the Tape. Thanks, as always, for tuning in for Draft Dudes Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with our Tuesday practice recaps from day one of the Reese's Senior Bowl.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe.